0: Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace show, where we're creating a conversation for what God's doing through Christians in the marketplace. I'm Sean Bowles, and my co-host is Bob Hassan.
1: We interview everyday influencers, business leaders, and entrepreneurs from all areas of industry, exposing you to powerful stories of what God's doing through people just like you.
0: We're also sharing our thoughts about what God's doing in finance, business, entertainment, and politics. Come join the conversation now.
1: Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace. Sean, what are we talking about today?
0: You know, we all have times that we get stuck in our prophetic dreams and the things that we're going after in life. And our guest today is Julia Gentry. And I just want to read a little bit about her because she helps people to walk through that place of that gap between what God's calling us to and where we're at today. That's Mm -hmm. her specialty. Or Her and her husband lead an organization, and they have books and materials. But Julia Gentry is the founder of Dream Factory and co-author of best-selling book in Christian leadership, Dream, I Dare You. Despite starting her professional career in real estate, Having bought and sold millions of dollars worth of real estate in the midst of the 2008 to 2010 recession, then building a successful business coaching company chasing the American dream, Julia found herself completely burned out in her 30s, only to experience what she calls not a midlife crisis, but a midlife awakening. And today she's truly living the dream because she's doing it with God and helping other people get empowered in just this way. And so many of you need a Julia in your life right now. So as she shares her story, I would encourage you Take it in. Take it in and believe that God's going to do a midlife awakening for you too.
1: I'm Sean Bowles. And I'm Bob Haston. Sean and I are doing our first ever Exploring the Marketplace Business Summit at Jesus Culture in San Diego, California. Now,
0: this is going to be one of the best things we've ever done, Bob, because we're inviting friends who've both been on the show, but are other types of people in the marketplace, mm-hmm. who own businesses, who are influencers, to come together and do panel talks, TED Talk type teaching, also full sessions with incredible worship from Jesus Culture, which is your home church in San Diego, California. You don't want to miss out on this because we don't want to host events a lot. This is like like One of those things that we're doing because we feel it's time to do it and it has a prophetic urgency on it. So come join us. Go to bullsministries.com.
1: Come join us on October 20th and 21st. You do not want to miss this.
0: Well, welcome back. We're here with Julia. Julia, how are you today?
2: Great. How are you?
0: Fantastic. I'm super interested in your story because although we know each other and I've actually been on your podcast, uh, re- even recently there's some things I didn't know. And when I was reading through your bio, just as far as your background in real estate and during the last big recession, 2007, to 2010, you were you were killing it, making millions of dollars during that time and just going for it. And it's so interesting to see what, from there what you're doing now, you and your husband and your five kids, you're like helping inspire other people to understand how to like go after their dreams and not just in a cheesy, like um, heartfelt, inspirational, way, but actually giving them a process which is really rare. I think that's one of the most unique things is that people there's a lot of people who do like kind of like inspirational coaching, but it ends up being doesn't usually end up as rewarding as some of the things you guys are doing where you actually see people get tangible results consistently. But let's talk about that because there's a ministry aspect to what you guys are in now too. And you went from this, like really killing it successful career and said, Wait a minute, let's help other people. Tell us about the transition. Like, how did that happen? And I'm excited.
2: Yeah, I think that's the funniest thing that we, the feedback we get on my book, Dream I Dare You, is people pick it up or they join us in in any part of our movement and they're like, oh my gosh, that is not what I was expecting, but everything that I was needing. And honestly, from 2008 all the way to where we are now is a story of what we think is one of the most powerful things that God gives us and the world needs to understand, which is the gap. And the gap is that difference between the dream that God's given you and your reality. What you have. And I've
0: never you, heard of that. I, I don't know, understand gaps. You we're know, like, right, this
2: amazing prophetic word. And the next day you're like, my life does not look like this. World. <laughs> like, I think we're moving backwards from the yeah. world. And so the journey the where we are today, honestly, was our yes to the call that God had on our life. And so I wrote the book, not because this is easy not because like everybody should be chasing their dreams but because the in-between is really hard and there was no framework to help help me anyways understand mentally emotionally and spiritually how to bridge that gap right like I grew up in the church so I knew God's word but it's different when you know God's word right it's we live in this information age and it's like the more we google the less we know and so for us, it was really important to understand for our own sanity and this idea of success and fulfillment, how to do that. And so we, I started out in marketplace ministry. We, we bought and sold millions of dollars worth of real estate, but here's where it gets good. And this was my first step in the journey, Sean, is that a couple of years into it, we went from making, I mean, more money most months than people make in a year to $100,000 in debt. So it was like this whiplash of success to what most would consider epic failure because we were living in my mom's basement. (laughs) So that was not sexy. Ask my husband. He was like, that's not what I signed up for, (laughs) you know? But that's what ultimately showed us there's more to making money than just making money and strategic plans and process maps. That there's this mindset around how to think about money, how to think about business, how to think about God. And that was the first step into this journey.
1: Wow. And, and in that step, Julia, is that, is that where the, the, the dreaming came into place?
2: Good question. I wish. Yes. Right. Cause these, again, you know, when God calls us generally, I mean, maybe it's my journey. Um, he at that point asked me to write a book and I told him, no, I was like, I am not doing that. You know, it was okay. like, no, who am I? I? I don't have enough successes. Even at that point, I have too many failures So, I just did what I thought was the next best thing, which is ultimately I I climbed out of the hole, $100,000 in debt, and I started doing business coaching. And and within a year, we grew some of the fastest growing mastermind groups in Denver, Colorado, all around mindset and strategy on how to think like a business owner. Because so often we get into business because of what we love to do. And then we realized, I have a business, (laughs) you know, like all things, you know, that I like have to do. And it's not why I got into business, but now I'm having to do it. And I actually do less of what I love and more of all the things I don't. And it was in this process that I started to realize that I was living in this box. I was living uh, in the nine to five. We rebuilt our lives. We were living the American dream, nothing wrong with it. But we were just realizing that it wasn't our dream. And we were falling into bed at night asking one simple yet profound question, which is, is there something more? Mm. That was the disruptive question that caused us to ultimately sell everything and start traveling the country in an RV in 2018 with three kids.
0: Oh, you guys did before coronavirus. You guys were like, we everybody did it after, you know, the... After the Rona, but before Rona, no one was doing that. That's amazing. Exactly. You were forward. And then,
2: you know, it was so funny, Sean, because everyone was like, you know what? This is the best time to be doing it now when your kids are young. And we were like, you've obviously never had young children that
0: this <laughs> is that easy. easy. They, need space. they need to run. They need, yeah, that, that makes sense. So, yeah. wow. So, you guys sold everything to go around. What did that look like as far as? I mean, was it based on the invitations you were getting or like, I, I guess it makes the most sense to not fly everywhere. Or was it more like, God, you're leading us on a spiritual journey where we're just saying yes.
2: That, so that's that's where it was. This was ultimately at a point too where we had achieved everything that was on our quote unquote vision board, right? Except yeah. And that was one that we were circling because we went, yeah, it's not practical and does that make any sense? And nobody's doing this. And, and finally, I remember the day Travis and I looked at each other and we just said, look, we're either doing this or we're never talking about it again. Like it's either... <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like we're in this, or we're like we're not going to dance around this anymore, and we're just going to build our life based upon the next thing. Yeah. Um, so we hosted an estate sale, and within tr- truly, I'm not joking, you two and a half hours with a baby on my hip, we had over 115 people walk into our house, and everything was gone. I mean, it was like people we like how much for this and how much for that, and and we were sitting in an empty house by the end of the day.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> and so you had the confirmation you needed oh, to buy the RV.
2: <laughs> so, so the funny part about this is we get going on the RV and my husband, it's like his dream come true. I mean, he's driving the RV. Like this is everything I've dreamed of. And it was my emotion. It was my, what we call it, our midlife awakening. Cause I broke. I mean, I, oh. that's where I came face to face with my control issues uh, some of the things that get the corners that I just kind of was like, you know, you just kick down the road of like, and eh, that's no big deal. And that's just <laughs> the way I am. And so that's where the, the dream and the book and the ministry and everything was birthed is in that RV travel.
0: Wow. Well,
1: wow. tell, tell, tell our listeners and viewers a little bit about the ministry and then we can talk about the book and all the other materials.
2: Yeah. So our ministry is, you know, right now we are, 50/50 uh, 50, 50 in marketplace and in the church, and that was something that was really loud. When I first started writing the book, I had no intentions of being a ministry. Um, I was still every once in a while dropping f bombs and drinking wine, and you know, love Jesus with my whole heart. But was like, I am marketplace, and so when he asked me to write the book for the church again, I was like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> no, not doing that. <laughs> you know, like, who am I, and do you know who I am, and and so as this journey really unfolded it turned into a very clear instruction from God that we felt like we need to blur the lines between marketplace and church because both need this message equally as much. And so today we actually are a really what we see as a growth coaching company that's designed to help people bridge the gap between where they are and where they want to be. And we do that for our conferences, keynotes, our membership sites, our book and curriculum, um, our, our mastermind groups and truly a movement that's waking not only the church, but the marketplace up to this idea that look, we have real problems going on around us, and there are solutions if we realize that God has actually put the solutions on the inside of us, and He wants to partner with us to bring those solutions to the world around us, and our family, and our faith, and our career, and our community. And so, it's really a wake-up call to get the world going. Hey, hey, it's just our turn. This is our turn. Let's go. Mm-hmm.
0: It's funny, cause the church often is last in line because we don't understand what God's doing with us, and so it seems like a lot of people feel ambushed by their purpose of God versus actually proactive. Mm-hmm. And I love that you created something that helps people to actually have some steps to take because the spiritual journey, and I call it the prophetic journey at times, so may not, that may be my own term for it, is like God's leading me somewhere that I wouldn't get to if he didn't lead me. And its it's really hard to define for a lot of people, but it's actually, it's all there in the Bible and it's all there in a relationship language with God. Tell us some stories about people who've gone through kind of like your world and how it's affected them, how it's changed What are what are your favorite stories that keep you in this?
2: Oh gosh, I mean, it's almost it's almost on the daily. Just because, so to your point, Sean, um, I'm a tactical girl. I learned I learned how to control. I learned to be a to-do list maker. I learned because of, of so many of my limiting beliefs that I am not as good as you think I am, and when you find out, you're going to reject me, which is one of my greatest limiting beliefs. So it shot me into control. It shot me into to do's. It shot me into one, two, three step guides, you know, just really forgetting the power of knowing Jesus, you know, as our guide. However, in that place of pain, when I was wrestling with God on big concepts and truth of his word, it was as though he was using that place of pain to download what we call our dream framework, which is the framework that walks people through not the concepts of limiting belief not the concept of knowing your vision or what is your conviction or your burn, but actually identifying what yours is. And that's where we think we're taking territory for for heaven is because we believe that we're actually showing people what the enemy is doing and what God is doing in their life. Oh, wow. Both, right? It's just about me, UFC fighter, right? We, we love UFC. If I get in the ring, it is my job to know my game. It is my job to know my competitive advantage. It is my job to know my unique value proposition and to double down. However, it's also my job to know my opponent, to, okay. know what me, to know what he's doing and to not lower my standards to fit his narrative, but to raise the narrative to fit the truth. That's what we have to do as believers is I have to understand what the enemy is doing. Here's the truth. Most of us as believers know that. Do you see what the enemy's doing? He's got cancer. He's got suicide. He's got debt. He's got, yeah. And all of a sudden we're lowering our standards to fit the narrative of the fear that's around us. But what we're forgetting to do is to actually raise that narrative to fit his truth, to go, God, what are you doing in the midst of this? And so this book is actually designed to help you understand both individually for your life, not just a concept, which is changing, I mean, truly changing people's lives. So we had a gal that joined two months ago in our membership site. She was vaping amazing christian vaping she's completely broke the habit completely like that right people who are going through divorce in the process right now but they're actually healing they're processing wow. as opposed to just you know putting it under the rug we've seen we've seen people building businesses and quitting jobs we see people who are moving across the country and chasing their dreams i mean we're just seeing micro and macro huge shifts in people's lives
1: wow and so i i I would, I would understand that you mentioned the word gaps. And so you're, you're finding people who are in one place stuck and, and you're helping them understand what the gaps are on the way to what God's calling is. And you said you were a process girl. Um, and, and I, I assume that you've, you've got some processes in there for people because most, most books about dreams or most people who talk about dreams are dreamers. And and so it there's there's not really a strategy to it. How would you how would you talk to our listeners about that, about the gap and how to how to get themselves out of it? Yeah,
2: okay. So here's here's truly my favorite quote. I love that you're asking this question. So I think what we have to understand is your dream is not about the dream. The dream is about you. It's about you becoming all that God intended for you to be. So when god gives us a dream this isn't like i have a dream and everyone's next just is nudging like i know we know that you have a thousand that you've done nothing with <laughs> you know <laughs> but there's the opposite side of people who've actually been really hurt and disappointed in the dream right. i had a dream to have a baby and i never saw that i had a dream to start a business and it went belly up i we like we deal with severe disappointment and pain mm-hmm. and so you have this huge i like mirage of like what people think dreaming is and what it actually is. And in the book, I actually walk you through a completely different definition. That's supposed to blow your mind to get after your heart. And so when we talk about the gap, what we're saying is that it's not that God doesn't want what you want. He actually wants it more. It's not that anything catches him off guard. He he's already planned the beginning from the end. It's that the day that you have the dream and the day that you actually receive that dream or right or in route is that he's actually not about the dream. He's about you, and he's about your heart. Mm-hmm. He's about your character, and the reason why Bob is because when I get there, uh, he wants me to be able to have the character to hold the weight of the blessing. It's not about fast for him. It's not about like he's already there, right? He lives from victory. He lives from revelation. He's he's already there, and so. The journey for us is about actually submitting our will way, our time, our dreams, our thoughts, our fears, our limiting beliefs, and actually letting God refine us into the person that he's always created us to be. That's the point of the dream. When you know that, yes, the journey. You, you lose yourself to trusting God more, finding joy in the journey, understanding that the pressure is a privilege. It's not there to break you. It's there to make you. Those are all the key points that mentally, emotionally, and spiritually will help you do the hard
0: well. I think of, you know, you just defined some really cool stuff that I know that is in the curriculum. It's in your book, but it's really in your life. It's like you had to, it sounds like, go through some really identifying things to be able to be the voice. Like not everybody who goes through a spiritual journey with God is going to replicate that for others or speak in other people's journeys. But, you know, you've lived your experience and you lived it not just for yourself, not just for God, but it sounds like for other people, what were some of the points where you went, oh my gosh, this is the dream framework. This has come now. Like, because you're, I mean, you're doing business and you get married, you get married, do business, you guys have some failure in the business. You rebuild it. You have lots of kids on the way. 2018, it sounds like you have three other kids. Now you have five kids and you've been going through it. Like what gave you the courage to say, this is the framework besides God telling you to write the book. Cause that's a lot.
2: Yeah. I, you know, I wish the, the interesting thing about this in know is we just hired someone who is now our director of digital growth to help tell the story. Um, and as we were reminiscing around the journey and she's like, your branding is epic. Like, how did you start? Like, where were you when it all came together? I'm like, the hysterical part about this whole thing is I literally didn't have any of this mapped out. So when I wrote the book, there it was no framework. It's just what I was doing with other clients when we named it "Dream I Dare You," that was a prophetic word from my mom, who literally had no idea what I was going to be naming the book, and she Thanks, mom totally. And she goes, "It's you have three titles, which she did not know, and she says it's your second one, which is not the one I wanted." "Dream I Dare You," I did not like the title; I thought it was too ambiguous. And <laughs> Mom into the name the dream factory and co like we actually re- rebranded that you know and so then the book worked outside of me like my gamble on the lord was god i don't think this is going to work outside of me doing it but okay like i'll obey and then from there it went to hiring Cami, who truly three months in this woman who read the book was completely changed by the work pursued me on facebook stalked me for the job one day she goes julia this is the dream framework and i was like what did you say <laughs> she's like this is a framework. I go, no, but what did you call it? And she says, the dream framework. So it's it's just those moments that you're like, you can't make this up. You just when you just boldness I've learned, Sean, is just the willingness to say yes, even when you want to say no, even when the yeah. insecurities and the ego and the fear and the doubt keep creeping up. It's just the willingness to say yes. And so really what we have today is just a willing woman saying yes over and over and over again. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that's the key to so many things. And I, I know that there's people out there that are stuck right now, Julia, they're, they're, they're in that gap between their dream and where, where their reality is. And could you tell us a story of maybe one of your clients or the people that you coach that were stuck and what it looked like to come out?
2: Yeah, actually one, it's, it's my story and it's one that we just started telling more because I think it's a uh, I think it's an issue within the church. Um, and it was an area of sobriety for my husband and I, this was, um, we kid, but you know, for me, I didn't drink a lot. I drink often, right. It's Monday. It's Friday. It's Wednesday. I have five kids. Doesn't everybody do that? You know, like it was just kind of, it wasn't bad, but I knew that it wouldn't take me to where God wanted to take me. And so In our journey of the last 10 years up and down and we wouldn't drink and then we would and all these things, we knew about three years ago that we needed to come face to face with what is this and why do we keep turning to it over God? And Mm -hmm. when we finally stop rationalizing with like, well, you know, it just helps me to unwind or, you know, it helps me to the rough edges or all the things that we tend to say, I, I took it before God knowing that this probably can't go with me. And I, I am what I would consider to be a knower. So when I know that God is telling me to do something, I do it. But I don't know that I always hear him super audibly, except for this one day. I was in the kitchen. So when we were living in a farm in Florida as part of our adventure, mm-hmm. I literally heard the Holy Spirit say to me, what if I could be your hiding place? Mm-hmm. And I realized that alcohol had become my hiding place, right? Yeah. It was that when i was feeling insecure i would go i could walk into a room with a half a glass of wine i'd be fine you know and and i knew that if he was going to take me on a journey to be a voice for his message it gives me goosebumps talking about it again that the place that i was using as my hiding place had to be completely healed and restored so i could let him be my hiding place
0: wow that's beautiful
2: that just confirms my limiting belief, right? My limiting belief caused me to hide, which drew me to alcohol, which drew me to success, which, so all the things that we run to tends to be a byproduct of the limiting beliefs that we hold to be true. So that was just one of those moments personally that you come face to face again with the lie, you dig deeper, you find who God is and who He says you are, and then you keep going. And so here we are to the two in two days, it'll be two years completely sober for both
0: of us. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I think it's so interesting, because we all have a family member, or maybe it's the person listening, you're watching or listening, and you feel stuck. And I think, you know, we owe ourselves a process, we owe ourselves to go through something that's really intentional. One of the reasons why I want to have you on the show, not just because I like you, we become friends is because you throw around language, that's become such truth to you and models that have become such truth to you or working that I just am like, man, there's certain family members and there's certain people in my life. And I'm like, I just want them to take their life seriously. Cause they do have that purpose. They could live out of more of the dream life that God intended for them, as opposed to the halfway there mark where it's like, I don't know how to get myself there. I'm kind of mm-hmm. okay now, mm-hmm. especially people who are going through that place of like, maybe they're in their forties, fifties or sixties, and they're winding down instead of winding up. And I feel like there's, I feel like God's calling in this generation to, not have a retirement mindset but to go for the greater things that are in our life and for you in your 30s when you had I forget what you called it but you said like what was it? your midlife,
2: midlife awakening
0: awakening I feel like so many people in the 30s need that so many people in their 40s need that so I'm so glad that you're sharing today I'm so glad that you have these materials. How do people get a hold of them?
2: Yeah so we a couple of different things one for people like your family members we do have a conference it's our second annual conference November 2nd through fourth in Denver Colorado. We would love for you to come. It's actually a real experience that you get to walk through the work in a matter of two and a half days. It's incredible. Um, You can learn more about that if you go to the juliajentry.com slash events. And then also as just a guest for anyone on the show, I would love, we do a free training every single week where all of our mastermind group members from all across the country and the world come together and dive into these topics. If you go to dreamstormwithjulia.com, You scroll down just a little bit. There's a free training button. Click on that. And I would love to give any one of your listeners an opportunity to join me as my guest.
0: That's so awesome. Well, I want to encourage you to do just that. We need these materials in our life right now because we want to go on that journey where we become not just the best version of ourselves. That's what life coaching will do. But God coaching, when you have Jesus in the equation, when there's discipleship, it causes you to become the version that God dreamed of, the version that Jesus went to the cross for, the version that you'll surrender anything for his sake. And I think that that's the beautiful thing about what you're building, Julia, is that it's not just live your best life now for the sake of, you know, John 1010. He wants to give us an abundant life now, but it's for the sake of Jesus. It's for the sake of us becoming a completed version. And I love that so much. So I gonna encourage you to get those materials go to julietgentry.com and do that today. Do it even as you're listening to this. Like go, get on your phone and do it. And for those of you who can't go there right now because you're driving or something, I'm next as final thoughts with Sean and Bob. (laughs) I'm Sean Bowles, and I'm gonna invite you to our Spiritual Growth Academy online where you can attend a four-week class or an event every month. Plus our back catalog is available to you as well on spiritual gifts, especially hearing God's voice, and also a deeper connection to the Holy Spirit and how to walk with him in real ways in the days we're living in right now. Come join us at Spiritual Growth Academy by going to com and clicking on the Academy button.
1: Welcome back. Well, Julie is a ball of energy, isn't she, Sean? I mean, she's just got so many great yeah. ideas and giving people courage.
0: Well, I think of when you started your business, Bob, and you didn't really have like a Julia, a business coach, somebody who can help think through a lot of these things, but you had those key relationships with your you know, your uncle, or like just different people that were in your life. And I feel like we have to have somebody either whether we pay for coaches, whether we, you know, go through these kinds of seminars, and these kinds of books, or whether we have them organically come or a mixture of both we have to have in this day, there's so many new hurdles. And there's so many things we face. And I feel like one of the lack of in people's lives is the lack of believing God for their team, and for their growth. And I just I'm so glad she's shared today. Because we have everything we need in God, but we have to pursue it. And I just think it was so cool to hear there's this kind of stuff to pursue.
1: Yeah, I especially liked her uh, definition of gaps um, and you know, the, the the place between where you have a word or a dream and the place where your life is. And yeah. that's where people so many times get stuck in in, in that gap where they... They can't see the fruition of what what they've dreamed about or what God's told them uh, in in the place where they're stuck. And and having someone like Julia to identify it and give a process to, you know, you're going to be OK. There's a process and a journey through this, yeah. uh, I think, gives people so much courage.
0: Yeah, And I think about, you know, you and I, when I was starting out doing podcasting, I was doing the Exploring the Prophetic podcast, which we've. It's on a shelf right now. We're probably going to bring some form of it back out at some point. But I really wanted to talk to marketplace people, and I really felt like those of you who are in careers, you're starting businesses, you're venture capitalists, you're a farmer, whatever it is, that you need this encouragement that you plus God equals something different. And I remember asking you, Bob, we're in your pool, and just saying, Will you write a book with me? Will you do a podcast <laughs> with me? Will you, just because I felt like you know the stuff that was coming out of you, you were you weren't just you hadn't just arrived at a plateau of thought, but you were still exploring and investigating and going. There has to be more for business community. There has to be more. And when we started this, I feel like we had that gap gap, because we're like, who are we to talk to? And who's our audience? Like, who's going to listen to this? And now we're one of the top podcasts in Christianity. And it came from us believing that God wanted to kind of bridge some gaps with people in the marketplace who felt marginalized by the church at times or felt like they couldn't really dream bigger or was wrong to think bigger thoughts or to want to change industries or change the world. And I just so love what we've done together. I so love that we both said yes, yeah. and that we're a couple seasons in now, and that people really are listening. And there's, I run into people, you know, in airports, and I run, I ran into somebody at the grocery store the other day who was like, "I listen to you and Bob." I didn't even tell you that one. I listen to you and Bob all the time. A Ralph's I never go to. I listen to you, and, and there's a a, a a person who worked there at the store who is starting a business, mm-hmm. and they said, "I get, so I got so much courage because of listening to you and Bob." I'm like, "That's why we do this." That,
1: that's why we do it. it it's interesting, you know. Uh, uh, Julia was talking about gaps, and in, in my latest book, Shortcuts, the chapter one is called Gaps. Yeah. And oh, that's yeah. So awesome. And and I think you know we, you and I had a gap. You had that prophetic word in 2018, 19 that the next major move of God was going to come through the marketplace, and that is the impetus of why we've done, wrote Wired to Hear and why we we've done exploring the marketplace is because we really do believe and we're seeing it and all the people we interview and talk to, we're seeing this God move in the marketplace.
0: Yeah. And it's being highlighted in a way. I think that obviously not a lot of shows have highlighted because you're going to hear the story, not just the success. Yeah. And that story, it trains people, it disciples you. That's why we're doing it for you right now is you're, you're hearing Julia's story or someone else's story. And you're like, I see myself in their story and I have hope. So if you want to continue to see these kinds of stories and hear these stories, I want to encourage you to subscribe to this podcast. If you're watching us on CBN News, I want to encourage you to follow us at our website, bullsministries.com. Follow Bob on social media, Bob Hassan. You can find him on Instagram especially. And also join our YouTube channel. You can go to our YouTube, Sean Bulls Official, and you're going to see us every Wednesday for Exploring the Marketplace and then all the other content that our ministry brings. I also want to encourage you that this podcast is made because people like you believe in it and you help support it being made. So this is a ministry podcast which means that our ministry hosts this and creates this. And that means that you could become a ministry partner. you partner to this ministry. And when you partner, we get to give back to you as well. It's a tax-deductible donation. You can make a regular do- donation by going to donate.bowlsministries.com. And we hope that you will become a partner. But thanks for listening today. Thanks for watching. And yep. we'll see you next time. We'll
1: see you next time.
0: Thanks for exploring what God is doing in the marketplace. With us, we have amazing resources for you on our website with free videos, take an online class with us at our online school, Spiritual Growth Academy, or get one of our books, including the one Bob and I authored together, Wired to Hear.
1: We have lots of ways to connect with you. Come visit us on social media. Just look for at Sean Bowles or at Bob Hassan or visit bowlesministries.com. This show is made possible by listeners just like you. Become a partner or donate now to become part of our team.
0: If you enjoyed today's episode, share it on your socials or help us review it on the podcast server you found us on. See you next time.